Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined a Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who is very, very prepared to give you a pair of tickets to All In, Derek Halpin. I've never been more prepared for anything in my life. I am excited as hell for this episode. I'm excited as hell for this announcement. I just, oh, we've been building to this thing for a couple months now, and it's it's a big episode for us. And it's a big episode for one of our listeners. It really feels like this has been like the build of Roman Reigns getting to this belt. It feels like it's been four years coming. Yeah, feels like it's been a long time, but today is the day and someone's going to end up being pretty lucky. Someone is going to be all in, Garrett. Who is it going to be? We're about Ooh. to find out. Hit our goddamn music. So what, what what is there to say about this other than uh, September 1st, man? Um, we've been looking forward to this just for ourselves because that's a huge weekend for us. But it's kind of cool that we get to give back to one of our listeners. And now we're going to find out who that is. Thank you to everyone who has put their name in by writing us a review. Um, it's been very, very helpful for us. And I don't know what what else what what else should we say, man? For real, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for getting on there. I know, like you did it to to win tickets, but some of you did it because you love us to death, and I appreciate that more than anything. Seriously, thank you for listening uh, to our new listeners. Welcome. Uh, we got quite a few new listeners after the Hood Slam show. Well, you know, we we've had people who we know. We've had friends enter this contest. We've had tons of people who we have no idea who the hell they are. And that's even that's even more exciting because it means we are attracting new people to the podcast. Um, but we just want to thank everybody as a whole, people who know us, people who don't really know us. And this has been this has been fun. Thank you for sitting on the couch with us these last 27 episodes or however. many. I don't know. We did bonus episodes in the beginning, but I don't those those died. Bonus. It's episodes hard to keep dead. track, man. We're getting to a point where it's going to be really hard to just keep track of where we're at, and we hopefully have a few hundred more episodes coming, so. Well, Derek, is it time? Well, without further ado, I think it's time for us to draw a random name out of a hat. Garrett, so, I'll kind of uh, let you take over the process here. Yeah, I'm flipping this over to video, and I'm going to record myself on a, a laptop so that you people know that I'm not cheating. <laughs> be honest. Be fair. Okay, so we're, we're talking about this on the podcast right now, so you're going to hear this as well. I'm pointing at a video screen. I'm taking a predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout hat. It's part of the deal. You're going to get this sweet, sweet hat unless you say, Garrett, I'm not a hat person. Then I'll say, I'm not going to force this hat on you. But let's open this thing up and start filling it with names. Oh, Luke Schimpf, is it going to be you? Will it be you? Oh, will it be, will it be, will it be... Steven Jensen? I don't know. Will it? You know what? I'm going to hurry up. Is it Mike Beckstrom? Is it Johnny Delgado? Is it, is it going to be Joshua DeVillers? 
I bet this is an annoying video because they're like, he's throwing all the names in the hat. That's not fun to watch. Who's it going to be? We've got all the names in this hat, shuffling them around, shuffling them around. Who's it going to be? Who's Who it going to be? It is. I've got it right here in my oh, hand. Man. Jace Green. Wow. I don't Jace. know you, Jace. But you just got two tickets to All In. We will You're see you there, in, my Jace. friend. Jace, oh my have a great weekend, buddy. Come see us at StarCast. Wear this hat around and spread the word of the podcast. Love you, Jace. Mwah. I bet that's weird that I just blew him a kiss in this video. And it's also, a little weird. I'm still talking about it, too. But either way, Jace, you're all in. Thank you for listening, and congratulations. Congratulations to Jace Green. So we had somebody that we're, we're not even too familiar with win a couple tickets to All In. And by too familiar with, don't know this person. But you know what? I'll probably meet him there, I'd hope. Uh, I think that's the plan, right? That's the plan. I'd like to meet, I'd like to meet whoever we're giving tickets to. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have to, right? I mean, I feel like they might be my new best friend. They didn't know that was part of the package. <laughs> they, they have to be your new best friend. And what they, do you... get, they get the hat. The hat's apparently optional, but your friendship is not. No, no, the, the, the hat, you can do whatever you want with the hat. But my friendship, don't you fuck around with that. <laughs> very... So how you feeling, man? Uh, Jace Green, uh, what, what do you, did, is that somebody that's contacted us on social media at all? I don't think so. I, Jace, you need to hop on the, the Twitters and chat with us more because there's, there's a party going on over there. Man, that'd be, that'd be, that would be very splendid. But either way. Congrats to him. It's time yep. to talk about pro wrestling. Now, now, now that that's over, and we have determined who will be joining us at the Sears Center on September 1st here in Chicago, Illinois. There were some good names in here. Like There were some, uh, some wrestling-sounding names. There was a Cody Hogan in here. Cody Hogan. Somebody who's not in the WWE and somebody who was just recently let back into the WWE. Yeah, that's something we could definitely talk about today. Well, Cody... I'm sorry you didn't win, but your name has now got us talking about Hulk Hogan. Well, uh, I don't. This was such a controversial thing to kind of break in the last what 24 hours. This happened yesterday, right? Yeah. Or no, I guess I guess no, it happened, happened at Extreme Rules. Yeah, it happened on Sunday. Right, yeah, because everybody was. To, I'll be honest, I was expecting it to be Hulk Hogan, Roman Reigns, main event, dropping the leg, brother. Oh, man. I know some people were predicting he was going to be the tag team replacement for Kane, but I don't think Hogan can move at all. Um, how do you feel about him getting reinstated in the Hall of Fame and allowed to work with WWE again, man? I feel weird about it. Did, are we, I don't think everybody as a whole has forgiven him yet. Sure. Or, or if that will ever happen. Probably not with some people. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how to pr feel about it in particular. Like, I'm there's still some, trying to... F there's some weird stuff with racism in media where, you know, like uh, Mel Gibson said his fair share of racist things, and everybody was just like, eh, it's old Mel. Give him three years and let's go see a movie that he's in. Yeah, I think Mel Gibson got <laughs> plenty of opportunities to redeem himself. I'm not saying that you have to give Hulk Hogan your forgiveness. That'd be absurd for me to suggest that he's entitled to that. It's, I feel like the company has employed people who have done way worse, though, right? I mean, that's not a, a good excuse, though. <laughs> it's like, who's the best bad guy there? Um, I mean, they've definitely employed murderers. They've employed, uh, yeah, 
This domestic is, abusers. Yeah, people. Uh, people. There's a big one of those that people forgave actually very quickly. Yeah, um, I've talked about it before. I think it's it's sort of a no no subject in the pro wrestling community, and I'm not really going to shy away from it. I, I I am a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's pretty well documented that he had a he had a pretty rocky relationship with his ex wife Deborah, and he I do not know the exact details, but it's it's been accepted he he beat her uh, on multiple occasions, and there wasn't a three year suspension. He wasn't kept out of the Hall of Fame. In fact, he was back on WWE television almost immediately, and this isn't the thing that gets brought up a lot. And I, I'm curious as to why you th- like, why do you think that is? Like, why? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to play whataboutism. Like, I can equally, I mean, I can get not, maybe not equally. I can condemn horrible, shitty things done by people who work for WWE and acknowledge them all as horrible, and they are all to varying degrees. But it's interesting to me. This is one that this doesn't get touched with the ten foot pole. And why do you think that is? Is it because when you think of, but that's weird though, because I was going to say if you had a a Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, he would be on it, but so would Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. So I honestly don't have a real answer for that one. Like, why does that get a pass? I mean, that, that gets a pass probably with female fans just as much as like, as as it would with any male fan. Like it's, do you think they just didn't make as big of a deal? Uh, Like WWE, like I feel like didn't mention it at all. Like, I don't remember it being in the news at all. I just remember hearing it in Pat, like kind of in passing. And then no one brought it up ever again. I mean, I know that some of it's a byproduct of the times that we live in where that stuff is actually getting covered more and being addressed more often, which is great. I mean, I think that, Hogan being held accountable for what he said is is a is important. It's huge. I can't like overstate that enough. Um, but at the same time, everyone like kind of knows this about Steve Austin, and nobody wants to talk about it. It's like it's it's like he gets a pass because he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's really how it comes across. Like Hulk Hogan's kind of a lame old man that has held some people back and said some stupid things. And then he said these comments, which were for many people, they're always going to be unforgivable. And maybe this is who he is. But Steve Austin definitely committed domestic abuse and nobody wants to bring it up. Unless Sylvester Stallone was heading at it in the first Expendables movie. There was a point when Eric Roberts, they have the, the female in it and he says, like, I don't hit women. And then he points at Stone Cold and said, but he does. And yeah, I, that's that's really I, uncomfortable. I out loud in the theater. I think I went ooh, like that's that's rough. But I mean, fuck him, <laughs> like for doing that. Well, yeah, but I mean, is it is it that he's forgiven? Like, are we a society that no longer forgives people for things that they've done or said? Like that that's the proper way to hold somebody accountable. I mean, this is a deep, heavy issue to kick off this episode after drawing a name out of a hat, but. Yeah, this is a lot heavier than I was expecting. <laughs> is it? Well, I mean, it's weirder when you do it, and then your just your job is being in the public. Do you yeah. think that maybe after you do that, that you don't get to be in public anymore? And that was part of the uh, like we do kind of get to decide. I mean, yeah, the only that's place- what's interesting to me. The fans have voted, and they've said, "Okay, we're over this." 
or this isn't as big of an issue as the other one is, which is interesting to me because one is words, horrible words, but the other was actually physical acts of violence. The fans voted and, and they're giving Steve Austin a pass, apparently. I, I think if it happened now, he wouldn't be getting a pass at all. He would be oh, he would be gone. Oh, absolutely not. But but it's still, you know, it's like the Cosby stuff. Like, I was getting ready Cos- to say, are we Bill Cosby and Stone Cold right now where people are like, holy shit, I forgot about that. Well, that's what's interesting. That's what's interesting and controversial about this is that there are people who are probably listeners of this podcast that consider themselves big Stone Cold Steve Austin fans who are probably unhappy that we're venturing into this territory. And yet part of me thinks it's kind of important to call it out because it doesn't make any sense to call one thing. Like, if we're going to, if we're going to rip on Enzo for like what he's done, if we're going to rip on Hogan for his comments, why not Steve Austin? And note Stone Cold was the only person to have Enzo on his, sh- on their show after that. Yeah. I'm not going to read into that. I, it's heavy. I, I just think there should be more of a discussion. I mean, Hogan's back. Maybe he's truly sorry. Not everyone's going to forgive him. I've heard reports that Titus O'Neil left the arena because he was so upset about Hogan being allowed back in. So, I mean, I think I there's, there's a vote. He votes no. So, well, yeah. And he deserves more of a vote than we do. Well, I, I think there's a difference between what the company accepts and doesn't accept and what the fan there's i mean there's there's a different territory for the fan acceptance and i just i i don't know what word to use other than it's interesting it's controversial that fans won't touch this particular subject i don't know i guess if i were voting hulk would uh he would be on the shelf longer i think he hasn't been in timeout long enough fair enough I, I mean, I don't know when I would have reinstated him or if I would have reinstated him, but nevertheless, it has happened. He's back. And it will be interesting to see what kind of reaction he gets from whatever audience they roll him out in front of for the first time. Ooh. They give him to the wrong audience or the right audience, if you look at it that way. He could, uh, he could have a real uncomfortable moment. Well, that's, that's, another, that's a whole other discussion, too, which is that you know, I saw some comments online after this happened saying just saw some people being snarky saying that when, when they bring him out, he's still going to get a huge pop. Are we positive about that? Are we positive that that arena won't immediately turn on him? I mean, when you hear that song though, I feel like it's still hard to not get excited. I guess we'll find out. What song do you associate with Hogan? Oh, real American. Okay. I think that's what most. I think that's what most people associate with Hogan. I associate Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Really? Yeah, his Hollywood Hogan theme. Yeah, Hmm. that's the first one that I think of. I'm sure there's other people out there like me. Well, I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like you can have your opinion. I just. It's wrong. It's not just that, Garrett. I'm saying that I'm not alone. You might be alone. Fuck you. I am not alone. Watch your mouth. Speaking of which, while we're on the subject, (laughs) I got to plug myself and a little adventure I'm going on today. If you are listening to this podcast episode, the day it drops Thursday today, I am going to be going to see the Windy City Thunderbolts, (laughs) the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball team in Crestwood, Illinois. And Scott Hall is going to be there and I will be meeting Scott Hall for the first time, who was the very first favorite professional wrestler I had the guy that got me into pro wrestling so that's kind of a big deal for me I'm excited about that 
being a pro wrestler is the weirdest job. Isn't it? It really is. Like, Scott Hall has to trap. Did you say there's a match happening after this? I think a local promotion is putting on like an hour's worth of pro wrestling after the baseball game. It's 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 a it's a promotion that they do. It's not just this one time. They do it throughout the season. I think they're going to have Sandman there at some point this year. Which is hilarious but, if it's like a very family affair. And, you know, he comes out smoking a cigarette, smashing beer cans on his head. Yeah. Maybe he'll so, kiss grandma. <laughs> kiss a baby like a president. <laughs> I I I've never been to it's a Frontier League baseball team. Uh so I don't know what to expect. I know that they're having dollar fifty beers, so I may have a few beers. You while do I'm not there. take one of those to Scott. I won't. That is a subject <laughs> that we could bring up, which is that he's finally it seems like he's got most of his life back on track. He's not having substance abuse issues at this stage in his life, which good for him, thanks to DDP and DDP yoga. And I think if he didn't have Jake the Snake's hair to make fun of all throughout that process, he would have never been able to do it. So he w- also he thank you, Jake. It. He's a goddamn baby bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm getting to do that in a couple days, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get my picture and get an autograph. And I don't know. It's kind of isn't it kind of cool to meet the the person that got you into this thing that we have a podcast about. Well, at this point, I think that would be Hulk Hogan for me, and I feel like we'd have an awkward exchange. <laughs> Is that what, I thought it was it Hogan specifically that got you into pro wrestling? I mean, he's I don't remember a time before Hulk Hogan. I feel like Fair he enough. was around in action figures, cartoons, and he was just he's the one I remember most. Him and Ultimate Warrior, but I mean, I was definitely a Hulkamaniac as a kid. And I feel like now if he and I were eating dinner. I would be looking around a lot, making sure no one was watching. I would, uh, at some point, he'd be like, do you want to get a picture, brother? And I'd be like, eh, I'm not really a, a photo guy. That's a lie. And I'll be like, I saw your picture with Kenny Omega, brother. And I'd be like, ooh. Well, that's another thing to bring up in relation to that, which is that the, I know the Young Bucks gotten a bunch of, got a bunch of grief from fans for taking pictures with Hogan. We just excommunicated the guy for life. Um, who's the fucking? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Michael Hayes. Isn't it pretty like, like well known that he's kind of a racist asshole, and he's still holding down a job in that company. I mean, you can't wear those clothes and not be a little prejudiced <laughs> towards someone. <laughs> what an ass. He yeah, that's a that is a terribly dressed man. I mean, I know that we're who are we to be discussing fashion. Uh, maybe maybe we're lame for not taking risks like PSAs. Maybe we're assholes for not wearing a Burberry scarf around and charging people five bucks. Boo. For, oh, boo. Spe- speaking of that, uh, just so you know, we are going to be, this show predetermined a pro wrestling hangout. We're going to be sponsoring the next Southern Underground Pro Show. And part of the sponsorship says that uh, we're, we sponsor a match as well. And what I, match are we sponsoring? I don't know what that means. What if we end up sponsoring that match with that son of a bitch MJF? You mean the guy that charged you five bucks for a picture? Five dollars, and then made fun of me on the internet. And then I fucking roasted on the internet. And then he still wins because he's 22 and more successful. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, we say that we're all in. No, he's literally all in. He is booked for he's all in. He's super all in. Love MJF. Please be nice to me. That's like, you know, I don't, that's like getting beat up by my little brother. 
or something. And I, I don't I don't want that to happen because I know he can do it. He's probably insulted that you use the comparison of calling him his little your he's your little brother. That's hey. what that's really thirty one versus twenty two. Nine years. Nine years. Nine times. Nine times. So we're going to be sponsoring uh, a, a match at Southern Underground Pro. Are we just sponsor? Are we just sponsored? Period. What do you mean? How's this work? I think our name is going to be said before the show. Our name is going to be on the flyers. I think uh, before the show on Powerbomb.tv, our name is going to pop up there. I think they're going to announce it. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like Southern Underground Pro. We've had fun at their shows. It, uh, we should give a little back to them. Well, yeah, absolutely. They, they've made for a lot of good discussions on this podcast. But this is, this is a pivotal moment in the history of this show. We're, we're sponsoring a wrestling promotion. I mean, before you know it, you're going to be wrestling Brock Lesnar at Basement East in Nashville. I hope so. And you know when that's going to be? After he loses the belt to whoever, probably Roman Reigns, and then loses uh, at UFC, he's going to be over there fighting you. You're telling me I don't get a shot at the Universal Championship? I don't know how that works anymore. I don't know how you get a shot at it. Apparently, you just have to win that fucking contract and just wait. (laughs) (laughs) And just hope. Hope that one day he's dumb and shows up for work. Like, he could easily just wait the whole year and uh, not get... Strowman will never get to cash in. Did did they add the stipulation that he only has a year to cash that thing in? Is that still in play, or is it just he just has a shot whenever? I think everybody assumed that he didn't need to hear that rule, that he was going for it sooner than later. But I think we're back to the idea you had. He needs to go kick down goddamn Brock Lesnar's door and get what's his. Yeah, I agree. But things have changed in the last few days. And it sounds like Brock Lesnar has officially been booked for SummerSlam and the night after at the Barclays Center for Monday Night Raw. And you're supposed to be at SummerSlam. I will be at SummerSlam. I hope that the night after is him coming out so everyone can throw tomatoes at him and then him leaving shame. Get the hell out of here. Don't come back. Is that what you think's going to happen? No. You really think that's going to happen? No, I think he's going to be celebrating another victory over Roman Reigns. Is that who you think is going to end up uh, facing him at SummerSlam? I don't know. It sounds like Brock really wants to take that belt with him to to the UFC. (laughs) Can you picture him wearing that thing in there? He would be so embarrassed. That's that's what I just don't get is that they're alluding to that as a possibility. I don't see that actually happening. And uh, there had been rumors that they were going to do Lesnar versus Reigns again. So it's totally a possibility. I know next week they're supposed to have Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns to determine who will be the number one contender for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. So uh, is there a preference you have? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that you would rather have the new matchup of Lashley versus Lesnar as opposed to another Reigns versus Lesnar match. I <laughs> I like how unenthusiastic you're like, would you rather see this or this? Like, yeah. Which... Which which do you choose? How do I dress it up? Like the thing is, what you just gave me is one of the more difficult would you rather's I've ever been given. In what way? Um, you mean like would you rather eat a handful of glass or have Roman Reigns fight Brock Lesnar again? <laughs> is that how you feel about Lashley facing him? No, but he hasn't done anything since he's been back to make me think that this is gonna be a good idea. 
Like, hey man, he just beat Roman Reigns on Sunday. That's a big fucking deal. I know, I know. I don't want people to think that I hate WWE. I like WWE. I, I want to like WWE. I've loved it for years. Uh, this storyline does not have me uh, have me have me very well. It's not holding me. Well, I would assume that you still want to like WWE if you're spending all this money to travel across the country to go to Chicago and and well, to New York to go to these pay per view events. At this point, the trip to New York, I'm looking forward to Joey Janela lost in New York in NXT. Um, I mean, what what's going on at SummerSlam right now? Is it what do we have? Ronda versus Alexa Bliss. That's that's booked for sure. So we're gonna finally see her uh do the, the pop her arm out of the socket thing for the arm bar. That's definitely happening, right? It has to happen at some point. That makes sense. Because it looks horrific. But they've done it before. Like, it's it's sad that they're just going to be like, well, we're just going to assume that they haven't seen that before. Like we talked about on a previous episode. Yes, they didn't know that they were going to wind up in the spot with Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. But yeah, you're calling it right. It's going to fucking happen. Let's see. What else? And then just Brock Lesnar versus whoever wins between those two. And then probably Braun Strowman. Well, the card is still shaping up, obviously, because we are just coming off of Extreme Rules this past Sunday. I actually watched the show live as it was happening i think you came in a little bit after it ended yeah i flipped around through this one this is actually the first pay-per-view they've put on in a i don't know the last time i didn't watch one live and it's funny because you were just at their last pay-per-view here with me in chicago (laughs) and i remember having a pretty good time it was a good time and it wasn't a horrible pay-per-view i think that they made some bad booking decisions but there were definitely a few spots that I would recommend checking out. Or you're talking about last night still? I'm talking about Extreme Rules. Yeah, okay. So the matches I saw, I I was reading online some people defending the Roman Reigns-Bobby Lashley match and saying it was pretty good. And I tried to take myself out of, I don't like the story, and just watch the in-ring work and see what happens. It was, it's kind of weird. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but it also felt like a very dated match. I think when we've talked several times about how it feels like professional wrestling is going through another evolution. It's evolving. And matches like this, they like you said, they they feel dated because it's like the big muscular guy fighting the other big muscular guy thing. I think that get, I think that works for certain people and I think it always will. There's always going to be that crowd that even though they know that this is a work and that it doesn't matter how big or ripped the guy really is, that they still enjoy seeing that or playing to the realistic aspects of a big guy fight. But you're right. I, I mean, again, it wasn't a bad match. I, it was, it was fine. You say it, you say it all the time. It's fine. It was fine. Yeah. He, I don't know. Just when I start seeing like just very basic moves, like the vertical suplex and that that's a big spot in the match. I don't know. It, it doesn't just pull me in. It's not kind of the in-ring work I want to be watching. Other than, holy shit, that bump that Lashley took out of the ring. Where he got dumped outside of the ring onto like basically his side. Yeah, that was hard hitting. God, he flopped. <laughs> that yeah. Was, that was awful. Like that, was, that made me hurt. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was kind of the highlight of the match was everyone kind of popped for that spot. Well, but- it reminded me of, did you see, it was... It kind of went viral a week or two ago. It was, uh, what was that guy's name? Ace Romero? 
Yes, where he knocked the guy out of the ring. Yeah, so we saw that guy, AC Baby. That's what it says across his ass, at least. Yeah. Very, very large man. I think we have saw him wrestle MJF and DJZ. Yes. But in this match, he's up against a much smaller person, and they're running the ropes, and he hits this guy, and I have to imagine this guy ends up landing in the sixth row. Garrett, that clip made Sports Center on ESPN. Good job, AC Baby. <laughs> Repping the indie scene on, on a Disney owned sports station. I hope he made like the top 10 where they're like, and this guy hits a home run, and then holy shit. <laughs> that is a man who went, which is funny though, because Mojo Raleigh tries to do a similar move, but it fucking wasn't as epic. But. <laughs> He's like, all I got to do is that, and I can get over? It's just like mm. a shoulder tackle like to a guy who's already in motion. So, but, Yeah, the uh, difference is probably 200 pounds. Yep, that is the big difference. <laughs> Literally the big difference. So, I mean, the, the, a lot of this show, like, it, it was fine. I think, I think one of the things that does get us no, annoying, and, and I'll be the first to admit this, we, we struggle sometimes, like, with the podcast... When WWE is struggling, we want to be a positive podcast as much as we can. And when they're struggling, how do we talk about that? And then we every now and then we have an episode where we rip them a new a-hole about how bad they've been doing. You don't want to fall into the pattern of being so down on them that you're not giving them a chance or being... What, do you, what would you call it? Unfair? Like not giving them the opportunity to prove you wrong? Well, I don't want to chase anyone off that that's their favorite show. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to understand why it's still their favorite show. Yeah. Like, I try and watch and find, like, the little things that are grabbing me right now. And right you mean, now, like, that Strowman KO match? That was fun. Right? It was the Attitude Era tribute match. Jesus. Yeah, go down the list. What all did he uh, pay tribute to in there? Oh, my God. <clears throat> I mean, we'll we'll build up to the thing that everybody know, knows about and is talking about. Which, but he worked in a Stone Cold Stunner. He did he do it right this time? Because I know Stone Cold had a problem with his form last time. He didn't have an actual problem with his form. He was giving him shit because he didn't actually beat Roman Reigns with it when he used it on him last time. Oh so yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, if you're gonna use it, you got to do it this way to actually beat him. But uh. <laughs> So that was a funny exchange, but uh, he breaks out the stunner on Strowman. Strowman does an okay job selling it. wasn't great. And uh, then handcuffs Strowman to the, to the ropes. I think he breaks out a few super kicks to Strowman's face. But then as he's getting ready to climb the cage, he turns around and says, suck it, and does a pretty nice crotch chop. And starts scaling the cage, and then, of course, Strowman breaks the handcuffs and scales the cage and ends up chucking KO, God, I don't even know how many feet that was, maybe 20 feet, off the cage through the announce table, and it looked eerily reminiscent of Undertaker chucking Mankind off the top of the Hell in the Cell. It was a long fall, it was brutal, but it was basically the Attitude Era tribute match thanks to KO. And the way he fell back, it wasn't like he saw where he was going. No, he just kind of <laughs> dove backwards into a, into a table. It was an epic spot, and uh, it was probably the highlight of the show, honestly, that match. And he technically wins because he, he, wins. he touched the floor first. 
Yeah. So does winning in a steel cage match against Braun Strowman earn you a world title shot? I I don't know where this is headed, man. I know that the theory I have at this point is that Strowman's going to attempt to cash in that money in the bank briefcase and Owens is going to ruin it. I think Strowman's going to start the match and then Owens is going to come out and do something to fuck him over. That's my prediction. What does KO have to earn from that? What does KO have to earn from taking all these fucking bumps from Strowman? I mean, well, with those, he was trying to win a match. If he just comes out and fucks with a monster, then he deserves whatever happens to him. Right. But I think the argument here is that what has he done to earn the punishment he's been getting? He's He's been been trying to avoid him and run away. Yeah. Got put in a porta potty and flipped over. He's been treated like shit. I think the, the argument there is there has to be some sort of payoff to all this. It's. I mean, why would Owens just come back to work and act like nothing happened between those two? I think what happened is they realized how good of a shoulder tackle he could take from him on the outside. And like, we got to put them in a program for the next two months. That's two pay-per-views in a row, though, where he's been chucked off really tall things through a table. Say you're sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone would apologize at that point. But uh, there was that, and then I, I guess we, while we're on the subject of this pay-per-view, to kind of wrap it up and move on to other things, we have to talk about the main event, which you didn't watch. Oh, I, uh, hold on. Like, I gotta say, Rusev versus AJ Styles was really good. It was a good match. And Styles ends up retaining. But he made Rusev look pretty good. It took him a while to hit the phenomenal. Like, he really milked hitting the phenomenal forearm to beat him, and that kind of hurt the end of the ma- the match like it it probably would have done Rusev a little bit better if AJ had hit it out of nowhere but there was like a good 30 second build up to him hitting that elbow or and the, the forearm and beating him so that match was good but what the, the main event ended up being was the 30 minute Iron Man match between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship and I know I had expressed some feelings on this online and you seem to share those sentiments so I yes and no. I I thought about it later and I kind of changed my mind. Like for me when I watch an Iron Man match, I want it to be a 60 minute match. Like I think that's the idea of it is this really long drawn out thing. And 30 minutes just seems like a regular match that's going to have more falls than normal. Yes. But I also, you know, after thinking about it, I realize I just I don't know. I don't think WWE style or, you know, having that on television, WWE TV, I don't think that's going to play right. I just don't think you can have that slow build match. So your argument is you don't think that the fans can have the patience to sit through a 60-minute match these days? I don't think that audience can. Well, that's what's interesting is that Seth Rollins just did that like a couple months ago. And it was awesome. During that gauntlet match. So it does, I mean, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I hear both sides of it. And I have made the argument before that the audience has changed and they do not have the patience that they once had. And that applies to both the length of the match and how storylines play out. So I understand the argument that maybe a 30 minute Iron Man match makes sense, but I'm so like, to me, that's not an Iron Man match. If a regular match is already going to last 20 to 25 minutes, how is it that an extra five to 10 minutes, there's suddenly four extra falls in that time. Yeah, it does it. Well, but but I think isn't the bigger issue here that this was the match that they picked to go on last? I mean, did they they obviously knew what would happen if they put Roman Reigns Lashley on last? Take this with a grain of salt. 
what Meltzer was reporting about this is that up until the day of the pay-per-view, the plan was to have Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley as the main event. And that Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler and the Iron Man match was supposed to open the pay-per-view. Neither of those matches, in my opinion, should have been closing the show. To me, the correct answer was Rusev versus AJ Styles. It always makes sense to have the highest belt on last. Absolutely. I mean, there are exceptions to that rule. You know, if if it's a big-time guy returning, like if you're going to do Rock versus Cena, I get why that goes on last over the title match. Understood. This wasn't that. And Ziggler and Rollins are both capable fucking performers, man. Like they know how to put on a good match. This I it never this never really got me. The, the, I, like I didn't see it. I th- I heard good things about it though. You're t- you're saying you didn't love it. Like it didn't it didn't grab you and pull you in. There were okay moments, but it just it for for 30 minutes it, it just never grabbed me. Like I feel like a 15 minute match between those two on Raw would have done better than a 30 minute match being drug out. I don't know. It just felt out of place. I think the problem that they continue to have, and there has been some internet backlash where people have pointed out, you know, the fans complain when Roman Reigns is in the main event at a WWE pay-per-view. So they don't put him in the main event of the pay-per-view and fans are still being dicks. Yeah. They're still, I mean, they were doing the Royal Rumble countdown thing. Every time they would be the last 10 seconds of a minute, they would do the Royal Rumble countdown and the buzzer and everyone kind of got fed up with it. Yeah, I'll agree. It was annoying. Was it that every time? Almost every time. Why? Every minute. What, what city were they in? They were in Pittsburgh. They weren't in Chicago. They weren't in New York. They were in Pittsburgh. Is that typically a problem in Pittsburgh? I've never heard of it before, but at some point you have to stop blaming the city and the fans and ask why, why to me, they just had the match in the wrong place. I think if that match opens the show, it doesn't get that response. People are into it. I think after an almost four hour show, putting the second tier belt on last and Dolph Ziggler won a main evented pay-per-view in 2018 to close a show. That's (laughs) that's <laughs> and, and, and somebody's that argument to me is, I don't know. That's what I'm saying is that like, it, it just seems like you're being dishonest. If your only argument is, well, they didn't put Roman Reigns in the pay-per-view. What's the problem now? Well, you can't just put anything and expect everyone to be happy. Yeah. I guess it's a step up to not it's, have it's Reigns. It's just so the show. weird because there was a time where I would have, be- I was begging them to give Dolph Ziggler a belt. That yeah, was that time isn't now. That time was several years ago. Yeah. Multiple times even. There was a time period like six to eight months ago. I was just ready for Ziggler to go home and take a couple years away. Let him go do stand up. Let him go do movies or something. I still feel that way about Ziggler. I, I like he he doesn't do anything for me. I'm sure there's people out there who are happy to see him in this spot because they've been begging for him to get some recognition and some noteworthy TV time, but Fuck, man, really? The main event of this pay-per-view that everyone was already skeptical on when a guy who got over on his own merits and is in his first WWE championship match, that doesn't go on last? That was the match everyone was looking forward to. Well, can I say something that I think is working for me in WWE right now? Go ahead. Drew McIntyre. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you brought this up. Can I'm going to be the most hated man on this show. Oh, no. 
I don't get Drew McIntyre. What like can can, can somebody explain it to me? Like like what what is it about that? What is it about Drew McIntyre that's that's so radically different than any of the other big guys they've had in WWE? I don't know. I think there's something about the is way the he accent. Mo- I do like the accent. I think uh, I know when we would see him at PWG, my wife loved him because she thought he looked like the cover of a romance novel. Well, that's that's the thing I consistently hear from the online community is that I hear a lot of female fans talk about how goddamn sexy he is. Do you want me to say it? I want to fuck Drew McIntyre. Is that how you really feel? No, but I like <laughs> when he does a flip over the top rope. <laughs> His finisher's half a drop kick. I he has like a Scottish the accent. Yeah, I, I bet you do. You know I love a good boot to the head. I've been <laughs> I've been very open about that since we started this show. You know I love a good boot to the head. Get that tattooed, please. I still think that one of the funniest moments in WWE of the last like five years is it was Enzo talking shit to Sheamus and Cesaro, and then just out of the corner of the screen, you didn't see it coming, just Sheamus's boot connecting him just square with with his face, with Enzo's <laughs> face, and just taking him out. Love a good boot to the head, like a good punt kick. Claymore, I mean, that could be confrontational. I, I could say that you're wrong. I'm not going to do that whole thing. It's your opinion, obviously. So, uh, But I, I'm, I want our listeners to explain Drew McIntyre to me. I've been very open and excited. Like, is, it, is it just one of those things where he went out on the indie scene and got his, got his street cred, and now everyone's high on him because of that? Like, what, well, it, what? it got me wondering, because he was kind of the Roman Reigns of his time. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, do you well, think well, kind that, of, but he wasn't given that kind of a push. But you know, he he went away and he paid his dues, and I feel like people feel like he earned it more. And I feel like his, I mean, obviously, I wasn't watching when he was on WWE, but I like what I see from the guy. What specifically? I like that he's a big guy. That you know, he doesn't necessarily wrestle big man style. Well, his the spot that he had on Raw where he dove over the top rope it was like a senton onto Roman Reigns was pretty awesome. So like I'll when, gi- I will give him that. He, he's pretty agile for a big guy. Like, you have to admit, if you saw Roman Reigns do that same move, you'd shit your pants. Well, I see Roman Reigns dive over the top rope all the time, but not that move. Yeah, I'm so, saying if he did a flip. Like, what if, he, what if Roman Reigns climbed the, the... Like, what if he just started working like Hangman Page? <laughs> I think well I think that's part of the reason there's there's so many weird facets to Roman Reigns and one of them I just think his move arsenal is so fucking lame. I think it's hard in 2018 to force the idea of this guy's a badass. Look at how badass he is to the fans. I don't think the fans receive that forceful message very well. Look at him. He's got a vest on. He's got a bulletproof vest and he wears all black. And his hair's really greasy. And he throws punches where he jumps up in the air and he tackles dudes. He's a badass. He looks like an action star. He looks like an action figure. No, I love him. just me saying that. That wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't doing <laughs> I'm making fun of you now. Drew McIntyre's big and agile. And I want to kiss him. And I wa- That's not what you said the first time. Fuck. I believe... I'm excited when your dad hears this podcast. He's like, he wants to do what to whom? Who's oh. Drew McIntyre? <laughs> and what are you doing with my son? And he's going to pull up Google images and be like, oh, 
I get yeah, it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna remain open minded on Drew McIntyre. I just hear so many positives about the guy, and I'm still waiting to f- I'm still waiting to get it. I am not what? shitting on it. I just I'm waiting to figure it out. And it does happen when you least expect it sometimes. Like, I would have never guessed that I would just love Jay White now. Somebody that, you know, when we were still doing Say Something Nice, he was one of the first guys I chose. And things have changed. Things have changed. He is just such a shitty little heel. Like, he's, the problem is he's a good wrestler, but he wrestles like an asshole. And you it like pisses those you guys. off. Yeah, but he pisses me off and it works. You're getting worked? Oh, I'm getting worked. Like, he makes me mad. I think it also is because he looks like a pervert. <laughs> he does! That's a great way of describing him. Like, just look at it, that, like, greasy bastard. He's like if Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes were a wrestler. <laughs> like, he's gonna fuck your girlfriend, be unapologetic about it, and then go write some poems. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess... I will remain open-minded on Drew McIntyre. I, I hear so many good things about him, and I was happy that he went out and had a successful indie career and got back in. And Well, I mean, he won the NXT Championship, and then he got hurt, and now he's up on the main roster. I just, I guess pairing him with... I think, I think pairing him with Dolph Ziggler didn't do the right things for me because I already had like a feeling with Ziggler where I was like, ah, I'm over you. And especially when he comes out and he's like, I came here for two reasons. One, to get Dolph Ziggler the Intercontinental title. And I was like, <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> Why do you owe that motherfucker a favor? He's a multi-time world champion. It, were you friends with him previously? Like, I, I feel like this is a weird goal for you to have as number one. Like, I thought maybe make money so that I can buy my kid's cereal. Or something would be higher, but he's like, no, get my buddy Ramen Head a uh, <laughs> Ramen Head. That's what my wife calls him. Get him uh, a title, and then also while I'm here, get myself a better title. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what happened for him on Monday for for Drew McIntyre is is a step in the right direction for me at least. I like seeing him stand on his own, especially standing up against big guys like Reigns and Lashley and stuff like that. Like to me, that will help establish him. Um, maybe, maybe I'll warm up to him the more he does stuff independently of Ziggler, but hasn't caught me so far. I know everyone's high on him, so I will, I will keep waiting. Extreme rules just as a pay-per-view. It was okay. That's really all I've got to say about it. Like there's only a few spots I would recommend tuning in for it's over and there's other things happening in the world of pro wrestling. G one's going on right now. And Which I is... know you got caught up on that over the weekend. I'm not 100% caught up because there's just so much of it constantly. There's a lot going on there. Man. Like, while it's happening, like, you kind of got to, if you don't have time, you got to just pick the matches you think are going to be the ones you want to see. Or Can you it's... explain to somebody who is just now getting into New Japan how the G1 works? Because, like, for me, I'm just now kind of following New Japan a little bit more closely. So, so it's, the... it's a tournament, essentially, right? It's a tournament with an A block and a B block. And the person with the most points at the end of the tournament gets to, you know, they face each other, and then that person goes on to main event Wrestle Kingdom. But how it works, if you win a match, you get two points. If it's a draw, one point. If you lose, zero points. And and it goes on basically all month. I mean, it's scattered here and there, but I think the next ones are on the 19th and 20th. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was only able to watch one match out of it, but man, it was a hell of a match. I watched uh, Naito versus Kenny Omega, and and, and for that they to be the went f- all out, man. And for that to be because you know they're going to be wrestling multiple times throughout this tournament, so they kind of have to, you know, choose their battles, save your body for certain matches. And right. it just so happened that Naito and Kenny, one of the most anticipated matches of it, was right up front. Yeah. Are you still standing by your prediction that down the road you think Kenny is going to drop the title to Naito? I think that Naito and Kenny are easily the two most over guys in New Japan right now. For sure. And I think uh, we just watched what they fucking did, and I think they could absolutely do that again and probably even bigger. I mean, I know not every match they shouldn't be doing that because they'll kill themselves. But, I mean, there was a moment where Kenny, he did a crossbody from what he did, like a springboard crossbody from the rope over the barricade to probably, like, the third row. Right, and I I made a note of this because I wanted to comment on it. Holy hell, he traveled really far. And when he landed on Naito, Naito kind of spilled into some of those hard, like, like, what what are they, the Brunswick bowling chairs? Yeah, oh, those things are... Oh, like those are something that you sat in in music class in the second yeah. grade. Just think about getting slammed with one of those babies. He flew really, really far. That blew my mind. And that's got to be the thing where this is something we don't really talk about enough for having a pro wrestling podcast. Every time you're setting up as a worker to get ready to do a thing, there's always the potential that whatever you're about to do is could go horribly wrong and you get injured or, or killed or whatever. And to see a guy who just won the IWGP championship, <laughs> it's like the Naito's out in the crowd. It's just a tournament at this point, and it's like, day what, round one, of one? The, or day right. two of the tournament. Like they're it literally his first match of many. And yeah, screw it. I'm putting my whole body online. I'm gonna do the spot where I springboard from the top rope to the outside over the over the railing. And land on a guy who's then going to essentially be splashed into a bunch of hard-ass <laughs> chairs. Day one, welcome to the show. When you saw him fly off of that, though, wasn't there part of you that just thought, God, if we could get Shawn Michaels in his prime versus Kenny Omega at a WrestleMania, what that would have been like? There's a lot of possibilities. That's, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. I think Kenny's so good at making things look not what's the word for it it's it's hard hitting it's not necessarily clean like he'll like like especially like the v triggers they look nasty it's I'm not really like hoping that's one of those choreographed i'm really hoping that's one of those things that looks way worse than it feels i'm hoping because if it feels as bad as it looks that sucks well, we talked about this strong style shit on our last episode well that would to me like that and a chop from Walter are two things I don't want. What about PCO? Um, I feel like me and PCO are going to be friends. You need to... Wasn't something, to happen, something supposed to happen with an interview with him? What happened? Well, I haven't messaged him yet. Well, get on it. I'm sorry. I mean, when am I... Do you really want me to go alone somewhere to talk to PCO? Okay, so... I'm going to take this opportunity on the podcast to say that Garrett has publicly thrown me under the bus and trying to get me to go to another Nick Gage deathmatch style situation. And I have received a text message from a mutual friend saying that I had to do this for the podcast as well. And that I need to suffer for my art. 
Was this person Bradley Bergstrand? This was Bradley Bergstrand. If you're listening to the podcast right now, Berg, I got your text. I didn't respond, but you're probably right. So I did respond to him, and we talked about it, and I was going to bring it up on this show. Well, I brought it up, so I beat you to it. It's my scoop. So, if I... How can you look me in the eye, which you're not doing right now, by the way, but how could you look me in the eye and say, you need to go to another death match. I won't be there, but you go after, I guess it's after all ends. So I will have at least seen that show. Um, go to this death match show, Derek. I don't know if I have the courage to go interview PCO, but you go to this death match show. Everyone listening to this podcast, Garrett may have the opportunity to do an interview with PCO hound him. Make sure it happens. Don't you guys want to hear that? Yeah, but here's something exciting. They've never heard me interview anybody. They've only heard me hang out with you. I could be shit. You kind of interviewed metal Dave, right? No, I hung out with metal Dave. Do I just need to really just like, Hey, you got to be cool with PCO. You got to be chill. You may only need 10 minutes with him. You're going to be hanging out with Queen of the Ring while you're in New York. Let's be clear about that. Okay. That's that's another hangout. (laughs) Well, hang out with PCO. I don't know if I can. (laughs) They want to hear it. Okay, fine. I'll contact him. I'll talk to him myself. Jesus. So hound him, listeners, unless Garrett decides to edit this part of the podcast out later so it doesn't happen to him. I mean, I guess we need to prepare for All In Weekend where we're going to be interviewing somebody. I hope to God, Macaulay Culkin, and I hope everyone knows I'm not joking. Something dawned on me over the past couple days that I am legitimately concerned about, which is that I am sorry to anyone who's listening to this podcast. If this offends you, I apologize. I have to speak from the heart. And the truth is, Insane Clown Posse is going to be at StarCast during All In Weekend. And I really, really, really don't want to interview ICP. (laughs) I really don't. We do not get to pick who we interview at StarCast. And I guess we should just be thankful that we get to interview anybody at all. That's probably the approach I should be taking. But I have spent a lifetime avoiding ICP. And it may be forced upon me. We do get to put in a recommended list. Is that, that That's still on the table, man. I know, and I'm going to throw ICP on there just so you're fucking surprised by Clowns no. Day of. No. I you think don't I get, want oh, that. I'll hang with ICP. Will you really? Whoop, whoop, fam. God damn it. Why don't you have some Fago, man? I would love some. <laughs> you can get some at Dollar Tree. I'm, I'm going to go get some after we're done recording. Hey, I'm not you... done with the G1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back. Let, let, well, like, let off, man. I had brought up switchblade jay white that guy has so far spoiler alert if you are not watching uh you should be he just won his first two matches and his first two matches were both fucking huge matches okada and uh, tanahashi and he knocked both of them off he already yeah i mean it's not like they're out of the tournament they just lost he just got you know four points in his first two matches against two of the top guys there yeah which started to make me wonder what are you what do you do with Okada at this point? A That's guy who's a hard had a- act to follow after the title reign he had. Well, he's already getting weird. Um, he's got a new thing that when he does this crossbody, he shouts Scooby Dooby Doo, <laughs> and he has red hair now. 
Is he going through essentially like what would be a pro wrestler's midlife crisis? I think he is. I think he's like, this is what the kids like, right? Scooby Dooby Doo. I may not have the title, but I have this. It's it's kind of weird, but I'm into it. It's like a really. It's just like, hey, you know what? Okada with a title. He's very strict. He's very uh, he's very stoic. You know what? Okada without a title. Fucking this guy is just having casual Friday over here. His parents are out of town. He's sliding around the house without underwear on. He's smiling in matches. He's loving it. Scooby Dooby Doo. Hey, I saw that uh, Ibushi knocked off Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, yeah. That How'd was... you feel about that? Ah, man, I just I get so excited anytime I get to watch Zack Saber Jr. There's just so many combinations for that guy that I was trying to think what would my dream match with Saber be. Like who's who's the best grappling wrestler you can think of? I mean, in New would, Japan? No, just in general. Like, would him and Kurt Angle be a cool matchup? Him and William Regal would have been a lot of fun. Oh man, that would have been fantastic. I wonder yeah. if that ever happened. It's possible. Oh, what 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 else happened during the G one that was notable? Uh, let's see. I watched. Tanahashi beat Suzuki, which if anyone ever tells you that wrestling's fake, like if I had one wish, I'd be like, you have to sit in a room with Minoru Suzuki and tell him that to his face. Hey, a uh, quick question. What is the uh, a medical update on Takahashi? He, he made it. What, was it on Twitter that he posted a picture that in three different languages, he just wrote, I'm fine. Thank you. And a little illustration of himself that is his body with his head removed, smiling. (laughs) I don't know how to read that. So, I mean, we haven't gotten like a real, he'll be back in this amount of time. But it sounds like he's going to be okay. And I saw a lot of wrestlers, you know, tweeting out things like X-Pac saying, I broke my neck twice in the ring. He got up and walked out. He's going to wrestle again. I mean, I think that was a lot of people's reaction just from his ability to continue for a little bit longer. I don't know. Do you Although, see that? Do you think he'll do that same reckless style? Do you think he's just going to come back like he didn't miss a beat? Or I don't know. do you think he'll try I and mean, tone that shit down? You always hear from like professional athletes, they say that the worst thing you can do when you come back from a major injury is play scared. And if he's 100% healed, I mean, he should go back to doing what he was doing, I think. And just like, hope to hell it doesn't happen again. <laughs> you know it's going to be one of those things like when Daniel Bryan came back and we're all like cringing, just waiting to see what's it yeah. going to be like. And you know he's going to do the craziest shit back on his first night. Like, just, I mean, Just to prove a point. <laughs> he'll probably even take that move again on the first match. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. Uh, let's see. Oh, something that we didn't even bring up last week. We brought it up in the intro, completely dropped it. And that is, I attended a taping of that new show on Amazon, Dojo Pro. Yes. I attended that back in March, and I wasn't able to talk about it. And now, you know, it's all up on there. You can binge watch it on Amazon Prime. So it was an interesting show. There were only about 30 people around the ring, it felt like. Right. It was a a small room, and we walk in, and it's just, you know, the ROH logos everywhere. So that... Makes me wonder what what the hell's going on with this. We find out the way it's set up, it's a series of different belts. It almost felt like the show, like at least being there, it felt like the show was intended for children. I haven't seen the way they edit it and everything yet, but it was just, it was very bright. And the wrestling I watched was pretty basic wrestling. So you haven't had a chance to actually watch it yet since they've released it. 
No, I uh, since I've been there, I haven't. Uh, I have not watched it on Amazon. But it has people like Cheeseburger, Joey Janela, Jeff Cobb, James Storm, and then even some uh, familiar faces from Southern Underground Pro, like I believe Kevin Koo, uh, Carrie Awful. You know, just some of those guys are popping wasn't up. Wasn't MJF on... there? He was. Uh, he wasn't there the day I was, but I did find out he was at a different taping. And the way it works, it's a series of belts, and once you reach like the black belt, you get a shot at the ROH TV title. Well, I mean, I just thought it was weird that you got to go to the show and then it was there, you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement and couldn't talk about it. I mean, now it's finally out, man. How like are you going to make some time here in the next few days to check that out or I think I would. There's just I, with the G1 going on, it's going to be hard for me to catch up on that as well right now. So much content. But, you know, there's some guys on there. I'm curious to see how it ended up turning out cuz like I said, the wrestling they were doing was pretty basic wrestling which is also what made me think maybe this is more geared towards kids yeah because they're not doing anything crazy where you know they're going to kill each other on this show but i did like the idea of it it almost felt like it felt like it was kind of leading up to being like roh's nxt sure where it, where it gives you know a new up-and-coming guy a shot at an roh title I mean, I get that. It, it, that would be how I would interpret it, especially, I mean, they go out of their way to, what, call it Dojo what? Dojo Pro. Right, and the dojo's where they train, you know, incoming Ring of Honor talent. That's what you would think, but then, like, it's... I hadn't heard anything about, you know, Joey Janela being in Ring of Honor or Jeff Cobb, so it's kind of where they just contracted to that show. I wonder what the actual relationship is between ROH and Dojo Pro. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I guess that, we'll uh, we'll come to find out. I wonder how soon the person who won that belt gets to go over to ROH and get a shot at it. Who knows, man? Which, oh, shit. Speaking of ROH, I'm going to two ROH shows this weekend. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, we, that's right. They're in Nashville. Yeah, so this Friday, ROH is in Nashville, and I think it was pretty much a house show, like one of the house show ones that are going to be broadcast on the Honor Club. But now they added a huge match to it, which is uh, Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon. Winner goes to All In. And that's who's going on to face Cody for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I would assume so, right? Is that officially that's what's happening? Uh, Cody's set to, to face whoever the NWA World Heavyweight Champion is. That was the original agreement. So, And Flip versus Cody is the best story that they have going. <laughs> I mean, they've built him not liking Flip Gordon for months. They have. Is that the match that they want to do at All In? I don't know. I who's I mean, who's the bigger? I mean, is Nick Aldis or, or Flip Gordon? Like, at this point, though, it's Cody's show. So you know, I don't. I don't see. I see Cody winning the NWA title, but not having it super long, unless he has other plans that I don't know about. Well, that's the thing is that we we don't know what they were they negotiated. We don't know what they negotiated before they started all this. Did, do you really think part of the negotiation was, oh, okay, and here in two months we'll have you drop the title to Flip Gordon? You think that was the plan that Nick Aldis agreed to? Possibly, but at this point, don't you think Billy Corgan just wants to do whatever's best for business on that one and get it on a big platform? I guess so. Is that? Which, but the question is, does that mean putting the belt on Flip Gordon? I, I mean, does, would that mean keeping the belt over at ROH for a minute? I guess. 
I mean, I don't think he's a bad person. I think the style between the two is going to be a little weird, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. And I'm also maybe the match I'm most excited about Chucky T versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh man. That's a match. I never thought I'd get to see. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so happy it's happening. You're going to get a good couple shows there then. Yeah. And then uh, on Saturday, heading to Atlanta to go to the TV taping there. You're traveling. How far is that uh, drive from Nashville to Atlanta? Uh, like three, three and a half hours. It's not bad. Nice. But, uh, hey, yeah. Dude, should oh. we give a shout out to our, our contest winner again? Our drawing winner? Yes. Once again, thank you, Jace Green. You're going to be going to All In. You're getting a hat, whether you want it or not. Wait, no, the hat was optional. My friendship is, uh, that's <laughs> mandatory. We need to get that clear. You have to be friends with Garrett now. But you know what? This I haven't met Jace. This could be equally bad for me. Or Jace could replace me on the podcast in a few months. What if he replaces me? That's going to be fucked up. <laughs> like, I feel like he just comes and takes all of the equipment and shit. I'm wearing the hat now. You're Take- all out. <laughs> no. My- <laughs> well, he did get the hat. Yes. I, hey, if Jace takes your spot, just know I still love you. Thanks. I appreciate the reassurance. But, oh, next week, you know what? We'll save this for next week. So uh, I'll just to tease this a little bit, I guess. I had never watched a single TNA match. And last night, I went over to my buddy Daniel's house. And he showed me some of the best of TNA. What did you think? Uh, you know, we'll get into the full thing next week so I can actually like break down a couple matches I watched. But that was, I saw some pretty good shit, man. Um, a lot of the stuff I was watching, I didn't realize that TNA had the X division, which is basically ended up being the future of pro wrestling. Yes. You know, that was where you had AJ Styles. That's where you had Samoa Joe, Chris Daniels, you know, those guys. And they put on a hell of a show. I watched a few matches, including some against Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle is more jacked than I've ever seen him in my entire life. <laughs> well, it's, it's surprising to me you didn't know about the X Division, because that's kind of been a big deal in the history of pro wrestling. Like, that's, that was a TNA in their prime. I just being don't, able to put on that stuff. So I don't even remember passing TNA, you know, flipping through channels. I just feel like I never had access to this. I guess we can go over this in more detail next week, man. Getting kind of pick your brain about how you feel about TNA now, now that you know, I guess in retrospect, I mean, it's it, still going on, but are you watching current product? Probably not. Probably not. But I also do think that the guys that they're starting to get in their current product are good enough that I could actually see that going somewhere. I don't think they have as big of names as like Ring of Honor does, but I think you know when you have guys like Pentagon, Sammy Callahan, Brian Cage, that's a good that's a good roster of people, of really talented people too. So, yeah. It I mean it makes me interested in checking it out, but I have no idea how to access that TV station. <laughs> Pop TV. Yeah, you got to you got to put it somewhere I can find it. And I've already have like six apps of shit, and if it's not on any of those, <laughs> you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> too many that's our preview for next week i guess so so yeah we'll uh we'll discuss a few matches from that i watched a few off the list that are supposed to be some of the greatest in the history of that company and based off of what i watched i saw some really really good stuff out of tna because i mean pretty much all you ever hear about it is the negative stuff you kind of oh, hear in the last few years yeah you hear about like what was kind of the downfall of tna you never really get to hear about what really built it up and those ended up being very worthwhile matches. 
I think I think their period from like oh four to like oh seven was like their their prime years, unless I'm mistaken. No, those so. are basically the years that I believe I was watching from. I feel like a lot of the stuff I watched last night was between two thousand four and two thousand six or so. Yeah. No, I would agree. Uh, so though, I'm, that AJ I'll Styles probably do stuff some, though. I will I will try to do some uh, research on that uh, between now and next week too, and try to watch some stuff to be prepared to talk about it. So yeah, so we'll talk some about that. Of course, we're gonna keep talking about the G one. And whatever the hell else happens. Hey, uh, we always say this every episode. Uh, make sure to hit us up on social media at Wrestle Hangout on Facebook, at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Again, we can't say it enough. Thank you to every single one of you who is listening to this podcast and who wrote a review for us to enter our contest to give away the two tickets to All In. Congratulations to Jace Green. Um, yeah, I mean, and just because the contest does is over doesn't mean I don't want you to still rate, review, subscribe. That helps us out so much. Uh, that's a that's a really easy way to help us out that doesn't cost you a dime. It takes six seconds. I guess the encouraging thing is we can we can tell our listeners this will not be the, the last time we give something away on the podcast. No, there'll be more giveaways. This was fun. I liked uh, yeah. I like doing it. We'll have to we'll have to find something else cool to give away. Garrett, anything else you want to add? Uh hit our goddamn music. Yeah.